Management is proud to present Daily Vet Life, a short podcast for equine and mixed animal veterinarians and their staffs that is focused on personal and business topics of importance during the COVID-19 pandemic. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing client communication during telemedicine. Our guest is Colleen Best, DVM, whose PhD is in epidemiology. Her research is focused on veterinary client and referring veterinary specialist communication and relationships in equine practice. She operates her own business in Canada, Best Vet Consulting. Daily Vet Life is brought to you by Covetris, a global animal health company dedicated to empowering veterinary practices. We combine product services and technology into a single platform that connects our customers to the solutions and insights they need to grow. Welcome, Dr. Best. Thanks so much, Kim. I feel like this is our this is our mini this is our mini telemedicine call with this phone recorded podcast. Yes, absolutely. So, with with so many vets trying to service some client and patient needs by telemedicine, what are your tips to making that a successful communication process? So, I think you know, in contrast to many of our companion animal colleagues, equine veterinarians are quite used to talking to clients on the phone and receiving updates that way. So I think in some ways we're well practiced and well positioned to to be good at telemedicine. I think one of the challenges that can occur is that when this isn't just sort of a follow-up, make plans kind of thing when we're looking to do a more fulsome appointment or interaction, that we need to change the way that we're having those conversations and as well, I think there's an added complication of the vast majority of equine veterinarians I know are quite used to talking to clients on the phone and giving advice, but we don't charge for it. And so I think that, you know, switching to a telemedicine interaction where we are also going to be charging the client an appointment fee, we need to be really aware that that is a change for us and how we interact around changes. And being intentional about that, I think, is really meaningful. So I think the first thing that needs to happen is that if there's, if you're going to be engaging in telemedicine from sort of an appointment approach, as opposed to just like a check-in, a normal sort of phone check-in where you would have when you wouldn't be charging the client for that, hopefully you have, or it would be handy to have some office staff that set it up like an appointment and share costs in advance with the client. But even if you don't, I think it's important to set that appointment with the client and there's a time and there's a plan. If if you need them to have access to technology, if it needs to be someone at the barn so you can be sent a photo of the horse or a video of the horse, or even just they're able to look at something and report to you about what it is like at the barn, the facility on the horse's body, you need to set that up in advance. And when you're talking about making that appointment, you need to share with them what the associated costs would be. So making that plan ahead will help make sure you get paid, uh, which is important for everybody, but is also going to set the appointment off on the right foot by setting a clear expectation for what's going to occur in the appointment. And following from expectations around, around the cost of the appointment, you are also going to need to make sure you're sharing with the client what you can and can't do over the phone. And that's probably going to be different for everybody in terms of giving advice, or assessing a problem or so on, but I think that it's important to be clear about what you can and can't do over the phone. 
And as you're talking about what you can and can't do over the phone, if it crosses the limits of what is happening in a telemedicine appointment, then I think you need to share with them what, what happens then. You know, we can try to do this via telemedicine and talk about a plan. If it doesn't work, you know, then I'm going to say, you know, I can't, you know, I don't think we can assess this. I think we need to see the horse. And then depending on what the, the regulations are, where you are in terms of, is it an emergent problem or an urgent problem, or if it's something that can be delayed, that needs to be discussed. And the more things that are set up at the front of an appointment or at the outset of an appointment, or even when the appointment is being set up, the easier time you're going to have in the appointment itself if something comes up that was unexpected. It's much better to sort of be transparent at the front and share what will happen than to try to play catch up by being like, oh, sorry, now we're in this, now I can't do this, and the person's upset. Because we are experiencing sort of unprecedented levels of stress in our population, it is really important to remember that there are that everyone is having big feelings and everyone's fuse might be shorter than usual just because of their basal level of stress and arousal. So, and remembering that when we are talking to someone on the phone as opposed to standing with them in person, we are missing some of their nonverbal cues. We're missing their body language and their facial expressions. We do still have the tone of their voice, the speed of their speech, and those are really important paraverbals. But without some of those other cues, we may misunderstand. And so when we're engaging in telemedicine, I would really encourage when possible to dedicate some extra energy and intention around being clear, asking lots of questions, asking open-ended questions, um, using reflective listening, so sort of repeating back to the person what you have heard. Um, you know, using empathy, recognizing those big feelings, recognizing feelings of frustration or worry or concern, right? Because that is going to allow the, the partnership that is needed to be forming, even though you're talking to the person on the phone and not in person. You know, when you're standing, interacting with someone sort of in the barn, in the barn aisle beside their horse, they're it's a lot easier to get that feeling of, yeah, we're in this together. We're okay. This is going to be fine. There's a more reassuring feeling. Whereas when there's this, oh, we have to do this by telemedicine. This is already imperfect. I'm worried about my horse. I'm stressed. I'm not sure you're in this with me because you're not here. We need to go. We need to do more legwork to let them know that we really are and that this is, you know, going to be adequate for now. So I think that as much as possible when we are engaging in telemedicine, we are um, going as, as absolutely as far as we can in terms of making the, having the client feel heard, ideally feel supported, and, and doing what we can to provide excellent care to the horse. You know, I haven't talked very much about the horse in my, in my week of podcasts, but that does become really important. And maybe there are situations when you're doing sort of telemedicine and you're actually at the barn and the client is not, you know, so again, sharing what you're seeing, being, being very clear, providing lots of detail, you know, and asking the client what they saw from last time, what questions do they have, you know, what can you do to, to help them understand. Um, I think that, you know, using technology is a wonderful thing 
So if there are, you know, telemedicine appointments occurring and you are able to use to use video at all, depending on what obviously cell space you're in, or to even take a video and send it to the client when you're back at the clinic or back in better cell service later, back with Wi-Fi. You know, I think those things are are really meaningful. So making sure you're you're leveraging as much technology as possible, um, because that is also going to facilitate transparency and Transparency is a really big deal for me. I've been talking about it a lot this week, also because it contributes to trust, right? And some people trust more easily than others. You know, in these times when we are maybe not trusting in other people as much as as much as we'd like, because we're we're wondering if they've washed their hands or are they, are they six feet from us or are they four and why aren't they giving us more? All of these things that we're wondering about, wondering about what's happening in the world, who's taking care of my horse, are they doing enough? Are they doing enough? Does he have enough shaving? Did he go out? Is he muddy? Did they clean his feet? Right, we have all of these questions. So the more transparent we can be, the more it facilitates that trusting relationship. And trust is a foundational component of any relationship and also of a functional and strong veterinary client-patient relationship. Well, those are some, some great thoughts for veterinarians and their staffs and for um, all of us to consider and, and trying to be as transparent as we can during this situation. And thank you for the tips on, uh, you know, some of the client communication during telemedicine. And thank you for listening to EquiManagement's Daily Vet Life podcast, brought to you by Covetris. Join us every weekday for a new episode. If you missed any of this week's episodes on communication in veterinary practice, feel free to look on your favorite podcast platform for Daily Vet Life. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Daily Vet Life, and thank you to our sponsor, Covetris. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Daily Vet Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Follow Equimanagement on Facebook, or send us an email at kbrown at aimmedia.com. Daily Vet Life is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.